Hi guys. Hey guys. This is Walter. And Tiki. And this is True Ghost Stories. By real people. Uh, before we begin, we need to lay down the disclaimer that this is a podcast by real people where we will converse and, you know, tell ghost stories. And sometimes while she's telling the story, I will interrupt and comment. <laughs> and if you don't want to hear that, then that's not for you. You know, there are places that are you know, made for people who just want to hear this story straight through, no interruptions. And you're welcome to go there. I will not refute you. <laughs> exactly. But that's not this place. And not, because I'm going to say what I want to say. So While you, it's on my mind. You have been warned. We are 50 seconds in and you are welcome to skedaddle. <laughs> but if you're in for the ride, welcome. Hey, you. Hey, all the people from the car, all the people from the uh, Facebook Facebook group, group, all the people from the the YouTube YouTube. channel. Thank y'all for y'all support. I try to comment back as much as I can. I really don't. I do. That's sad. I'm sorry. That is like... uh, But she be telling me. I be like, oh. All right. So let's just jump into it. No, I thought Keisha had something that she wanted was had said that we were supposed to be reading. Oh, before we got into this, yeah, what are you doing? So we're gonna go straight to Keisha's reply. Hey, Keisha. Hey, Keisha. So I'm assuming she listened to the episode and she had something to say back. Okay. (laughs) What she say? She said, hey, y'all, Mimi is my great-grandmother. She's my okay. mom's grandmother. I t- well, right. it's her grandmother, too, well, and I told you. Well, so look, that's real. Look, like I said, Tiki, my mom. It's the elbows. It's the elbows. <laughs> I don't got no pics. Okay. And she said, no, I'm not leaving my kitty. That's just not happening. Leaving Mimi would be easier because she chooses to stay there. God damn. <laughs> you talking about me. This girl is saying, that cat is more important Woo, that's real shit. I felt like that only about one cat in my life. I felt that about Kitty. All y'all could have died in a blizzard. If my baby had died, I would have just lost it. Listen, she said Mimi would be easier because she chooses to stay there and act like there's, they don't exist or non-threatening. And to answer Walter's other question, yes, they are indeed connected to Mimi. <clears throat> the friend I mentioned that's into demonology said that spirits will attach themselves to people positive or negative, and Mimi can be a very negative person. So that explains why there's always something fucked up happening. There has never been nothing positive to come out of this. I also mentioned my great auntie saying she knew why they had attached to her. Well, she gave a little info without giving info. She said whatever is follow- whatever followed her from where they used to live, I think I told y'all that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Auntie said there was a graveyard not too far from there, and Mimi was in that graveyard with someone, and stuff happened. Now, I've heard Mimi tell this story because she says she was in her 20s when this happened. Mimi, her friend, whose name I forgot, and a white guy her friend was seeing, were were sitting in the graveyard. A cop saw this car in there and told the guys, you take these gals home and get out of here. As they left, the police proceeded to trail them home. My aunt said ever since then, Mimi has had problems, and that was way before I was even thought of. My mom and her sister were kids. Whatever it is that came with Mimi joined up with whatever it is that's there now. Mm. 
But getting back to leaving Mimi, I really want to. But other than my mom, she has only me. Told you. That's, you don't do people like that. Nobody else really is around to help her. They're either working and not able or they don't have time. Okay. So. And I would be the same. Except for I'm not working and I do have time. I just won't do it. I won't. If you are hell-bent on keeping that cat, I'd scoop my kitty up and take to the streets. I can't put on. I can't. <laughs> I can't put up with that. That's, that's, I, I wonder what happened in that graveyard. If I could be a, no, I don't even want to be nothing in no graveyard Man, I'm good. at night. I don't even want to know. But I, I mean, think people that do that shit is bold. Do that lights out stuff and then run around the grave. No, yeah, you bold as no. shit. And also, that's necrophilia. Don't start that. I remember when I was a child, I did do that. I need to stop. I didn't was, play in graves. I would go and read the gravestone. I used to go, and I would walk around. And I ain't touch none of them motherfuckers, neither. I ain't put my I don't want no connection. That's psychometry. I don't want to play around like that. You know we already got the gift. Next thing you know, you've latched on to me because you felt like we was connected, and I didn't want to feel that. So I just looked, observed, and keep it fucking moving. And I ain't never going one by myself. When I wanted to go to a graveyard, I said, come on, Tyler, let's skip school. And we went into the graveyard. <laughs> not, we'll have none of that. Wow, that's what you did? <laughs> yeah. You skipped school to go to the graveyard? Yeah, to look at the graves in Battery Park. Mm. All right, so that was it. I don't want to get into what else she was saying. I didn't have nothing to do with that. All right. So what we're going to get into now is what? Tonight we're talking about haunted highways. Haunted highways. I would okay. assume there's a lot of haunted highways. There's a lot of shit that happens on highways. Car accidents, you know, murders where you're pushed out of the car. Mm-hmm. Murders where you're hit by the car. <laughs> murders where your body is in the backseat <laughs> you know of the what? car and you're already I been murdered. I think they get it. I dragging. think they get it. Okay? Murders where you're picked up on the side of the road, <laughs> then murdered and put back in the road. <laughs> that is not funny. People really go through this. Now, as you listening, now we're going to start with Owasa Street. That sounds like a place. Owasa Street, Appleton, Wisconsin. Yep, you definitely suffocated in the back trunk. It looks just like a regular highway. That's how just they with get like, you. Not even a highway. It looks like, look like a street. like a goddamn residential neighborhood. What is that? Yeah, that's, that's a highway. Looks like. It looks I, like a that's residential why I just neighborhood. choose to stay in the town I was born in. So, I don't do much traffic. Riverside Cemetery, located on Owasa Street in Appleton, Wisconsin is known for paranormal experiences. Some claim to have seen ghosts of past mourners dressed in old-fashioned clothing here. In the cemetery, visitors will find the tombstone of Kate Blood, another supposedly haunted spot, although many of the stories about her life and death are unfounded. First off, her name was what? Kate Blood. That's Bloody Mary. <laughs> that is not... Yo, first of all, y'all, what y'all doing? And people be so bold. I guarantee you it's because it looked like it was houses all along the It did. That's street. what I was saying. What is How y'all doing? How dare you? I don't want to live with a graveyard within 39 miles of my house. No. I don't want it to the north, south, east, or west of me. <laughs> I don't want that on my land. No, I can't even see how people like, can live in the backyard. That is the first thing I'm telling my realtor. No graveyards within fifty mile radius. And I don't want to be house. buried on no Indian burial ground. If I, if you even get a whiff of a sniff of some shit like that going down, don't offer me that house, or I will sue you for breach of contract because you hear me explicitly stating right now 
that I don't want that type of shit. <laughs> if you yourself have walked into this house and felt uncomfortable, don't take me to it and make me feel the same uncomfort. Because again, you'd be a liar because I'm explicitly stating right now, don't do that to me. Just find me a nice, clean house. Right. House, <laughs> the, like You walk in it before I walk in it and you go observe it and then you see what you feel and then you come back and tell me what you felt. Don't go into the house, be uncomfortable, then pretend you're not. We get here and you be like, How, what do you think? Bitch, I think that when you walked in here, you felt what I just felt. <laughs> you know, so you don't feel that. That's crazy. Get me the fuck out of here. So we gonna move on to Route Six Sixty Six. I knew it. We I knew we. No, it's Route Sixty Six, Villa Ridge, Missouri, the Kai Trun- Country Truck Stop, located off Historic Route Sixty Six in Villa Ridge, has been abandoned for years, but ghost hunters continue to visit in hopes of experiencing the paranormal, according to the commercial truck trader. Visiting mediums have suggested that truck stop is a portal to the other side of eternity, where souls re-enter our world and and attach their spirits to truckers, whom they might possess in order to drive themselves home. Get the fuck out of here. Who told them that? What happened? How somebody know that? Where do stuff just come from? I feel like you saw that it was a creepy old abandoned uh, truck stop. What if it did? What did it do? What did it like drop you off home? Like what if it's like Resurrection Mary and you just be turning in them? You just drive you the truck driver end up in a state he don't know nothing about in front of a house. Works because I don't want to see how you can uh, uh, how you gonna take over my body. I don't agree. I don't see how that's possible. You don't? I don't. because I, I mean, I do think that possession is real. I don't think I have the capability to be possessed. Because we're not about to sit in my body comfortably. What the <laughs> fuck is this? It's going to be all kinds of disruptions all along the way. You say go left, I'm wondering, where, where the fuck is it? Left? <laughs> no, we're going right. I'm not into that. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. I think people that can be possessed, you is like easily persuaded. You 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 comfortable with that. There's no way in hell you're going to just be inside of me and dictate my actions. As to where you going, I don't huh? agree with that. And, I, and that's just off anything. I don't feel like, like, even if I'm drunk, mm-hmm. if I didn't smoke a lot of weed, <laughs> none of that has ever, in a, like, took away my ability to control myself. Even when I was in the hospital and they would wake me up, and I'd be high off that stuff. It was good stuff. So mm-hmm. I remember I told the lady I wanted to brush her hair, but even that was something that I wanted to let out. It wasn't like I was being controlled. Why you sound like that? I wasn't being controlled. Oh, it was oh. something that I wanted to let out. So I said it. So I don't feel like people, when people be like, oh, it was the liquor, oh, it was the drugs, oh, it was a ghost. No, the fuck it wasn't. It, it secretly was, was you. <laughs> you just you just finding a convenient excuse to put it on. All right. So we want to move on to Stagecoach Road, Marshall, Texas. Wasn't we just here in Marshall? Marshall. We just talked about Marshall. Oh, shit, they was not kidding down in Marshall. So several urban legends cite traffic events that have contributed to Stagecoach Road's haunted reputation. Some say they've seen the spirit of a woman wandering this road, spooking passerbys. That was it. What the fuck she doing spooking them? Spooking them. She probably jumping out like, or walking past and they looking back like, what the fuck? You know? Or she probably hopping out in front of the car and they gotta suddenly stop. That come from driving too fucking slow. And paying attention to your surroundings. <laughs> Ain't you supposed to do that anyway? No, to, you ever been? You ever drove and you fall into like a? It's not hypnosis, but it's like a relaxed state where you don't even realize you're driving anymore. You just getting from to your destination. 
Yeah. You know, you like, and then you I've add, been like that. Yeah, that's part of it. If you fall into that easily, you can get where you're supposed to go. What the fuck is you doing that's so alert that you see a random bitch and you're supposed to be breezing by? No, I don't see anything. And even if it's there, it's not there. I've told you that numerous times. I don't give a fuck if she was a victim on the side of the road. That's not my business. I All don't right. see her. I don't see her. I don't see a thumb. I don't see a hitchhiker. <laughs> I don't believe in none of that shit. All, when I'm when I'm in a car, the only thing that exists is forward. All that sideways shit. <laughs> I don't see none of that. The woods, the creeks. I don't see nothing. You don't see nothing. I would never see nothing. I'm not. I'm that type of person. Like I would go through my whole life no Bigfoot experience, and I live in prime Bigfoot area. <laughs> I don't got none of that shit because I never saw it. I don't take my trash out past a certain time. It's certain shit you Cooper, ain't supposed to like do. Like the Cooper Copper. Like, yeah, I'm just, not going you outside. You put yourself in predicaments. Especially when you know that type of stuff is, yeah. exists around I don't that do that kind of shit. I am, I am a safe person. I'm always worried. I'm always <laughs> worried. If I lived in a wooded area, I know I need to take my trash cans down to the thing before the suns even begin to set. I want them so high in the fucking sky, they burn my cheek. That's when the trash go down. Okay? No activity at night. Lock my car up, and if I hear it go beep, beep, like a motherfucker's in it, they in it. They can have it. They can have it. They needed that car better, more than I did, apparently. And if, I, and if they get away with it, that was God's will. But my life is more important, and I can't see what did it. I could literally be asleep and hear my trash cans just being banged against the side of my house and I'm going under my bed. There's nobody home. Don't worry. You can have everything in this house. All of it. Why are you going to go under your bed? Because they don't... I, I need to get underneath So you ain't going to call the cops? Fuck that. I can't draw attention to this house. They need to think that it's empty and move on. Grab what you come to get. Nobody's going to check under the bed, mommy. That's yeah, not they the, are. Yes, they they, they will only yes, check underneath do. the bed if they knew you was in the house. That's why I didn't make any noises or alert them to the fact that my I was here. What if they I went straight then? underneath they, the bed. Then what? Then what? Then what if they it them, comes like, to fight or flight. And now I have to lose myself. <laughs> and that means whatever I have to do to survive, I have to do. Mm. That means bite your nose right off your face. <laughs> sink my teeth into like your eye. Oh, whatever. my God. Can we move whatever on? Whatever you got to do. Can we move we on? We can. Route 6666. I knew it. New Mexico. Told you I wanted to go there, didn't I? Yeah, I don't want to go. That's where people be seeing the black-eyed children. So we going to do that, too. There was one man who said he was driving his truck down that road, and like a green cloud came over the mountains, Mm -hmm. and it was like settled over his car, and he got from like three miles, like he drove like three or four miles without realizing how he got from point A to point B. He was missing time. He, like, at one point had pulled his truck over onto the side of the road because the cloud had, like, enveloped his car. Mm-hmm. And he got in the back. You know that area that trucks have in the back where they can sleep? Mm-hmm. He got in the back and, like, crowded down. So and who was driving? Nobody was driving. He pulled over on the side of the road. And then when he got back in the front of the car, mm-hmm. he was, like, four or five miles down the road. So who drove his car? I don't know if that fucking cloud scooped his ass up and took him there. I don't know. But it's got a, like a lot of UFO activity on Highway 666. And what activity they saw? You know, the, the normal UFO like a real, lights. Like a real alien on that highway? Or no. just the alien... The crafts uh, and shit, like UFO lights. Mm-hmm. And then... I believe in aliens. You know we seen one. Well, I did. <sighs> Where was you at? I was in uh, school. You missed that. Oh, my God. You missed that experience. I didn't miss it. I don't want to see no shit like that. No, it wasn't even scary. It ain't magical. That's some real life shit. That ain't no ghost. And <laughs> that's another motherfucker. That, that's another another like 
a being, okay? Like, not, like, spectral or spiritual. Like, you could put your hand through it. Ooh, no. So can we get on 666? Like, Stop. <laughs> okay, you get you what that? I'm saying? Like, touch. <laughs> Why would you touch me like That's that? a different. It's a difference Stop. when it's some shit like that. <laughs> like, another motherfucker that can think like you think, but probably ten times smarter. That's freaky. And then you just out there observing. What the fuck? Say something. Communicate. No, don't tell them this. No, no I would. I'm not. A, now I feel like a pervert. That's a pervert. You, you're, you're, you're one of them voyeurs. You just staring at me when I don't know it. So Route 666, thanks. We could have been with one. U.S. Route 491, formerly Route 666, right. was known as the Devil's Highway. Of because of its numbers and the relatively high fatality rate along the New Mexican stretch. Some drivers have reported being chased by hellhounds supernatural dogs that represent death in some cultures or seeing a ghostly semi-truck on fire, according to the commercial truck trader. You want to go there? You hear that? Chased by hound. Hell and you want to go there? I don't know what the fuck that is, but I don't know if a I hell hound. You ever seen the Omen? I have, but I don't agree. You, you don't know what that look there. like? I don't want to see that. I don't know what you're going to do because if I didn't die yet, I'm not destined for hell as of yet. So why would you be chasing and why would I be running? We haven't gotten <laughs> to that part in my life yet. So Yo. how about you back off and wait a couple of years and we'll see what happens when I die. Until then, fuck you doing bothering a human being. <laughs> I'm not dead. Someone is Sand Hill Road, Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-mm, I, I want to like live it. in Las Vegas. It's so beautiful. And it just looks like a regular, resi- again, a residential neighborhood. Like you see I don't the know crosswalk. Why highways look like that. Them is not that is not considered a highway where we live. Highway, I think of like some massive shit where they can. No, just... because the highway that would be looking like how if we walking across Newcastle Highway, Newcastle Avenue. But that ain't no damn highway. But I don't know why they would call it that. But anyway, this one is the tunnels underneath Sand Hill Road and Las Vegas are suppo- supposedly haunted with reports of eerie noises. Although there isn't a ton of evidence to back these claims up. Well, then. The fuck? Moving on. Oh, well, you know, them could be fucking trolls underneath that. Guy. <laughs> you it's, would, it's just, <laughs> you like, something. Route 370. Everything. I believe all that shit exists, bro. People don't just make shit up. All them old myths, they might be like played out because we don't see that shit because, you know, technology and how we didn't destroy the wilderness and all that shit. Mm. But at one point, when everything was just bare. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't get from fucking point A to point B in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was some days walking. Oh, you saw some shit. Right. You saw some shit. And it was far more than Bigfoot. You think if that type of shit exists, what else was out there? I don't want to know. So Fucking hugging Molly fat ass. <laughs> Where do you think that come from? Because <laughs> somebody saw hugging Molly. she a fucking, like an old time. We're going to do Urban Legends Hill because I want to read that. That's just crazy. So, Route 375, Rachel Nevada, Nevada, also known as the Extraterrestrial Highway, Route 375 passes by Super Secret Area 51. So, UFO seekers drive along this road hoping to spot something out of this world. Drivers should keep their eyes on the road while passengers look toward the sky to watch for any mysterious lights or aircrafts. I could do that with you. I don't want to do that. No, I won't go. Don't do that to me. 
No, I don't want to do that. When you don't want to do what I want to do, so because so. you want to do weird shit. I, I said down Orchard Avenue, See, Resurrection Mary. You already yeah. know. No, it's not. Now, I, I don't, don't want to do nothing. You want to do that? Ghostly spectral form. Then don't worry about it. Then I don't, don't want to do what you want to do. Then let her sit in the passenger seat and I sit in the back. I don't want to do that either. Yeah. And she, what she, let me tell you, she won't the fuck be behind me in a car. <laughs> no way in hell would you let her in and she sit behind me. I'm getting out when she get in. Get in the front, girl. Would you rather be driving? No, I would rather you drive her sit in the passenger seat and I'll be in the back watching her. So. She get no. What you mean? So she can be sitting like this, yep, staring at me, and I'm gonna keep my motherfucking head in my lap. <laughs> yo, it's, it's, I'm looking down yo, the whole time, and if, you won't hear a peep out of me. If we was to really pick up Resurrection Mary, and she sit in the passenger side, and all she doing is staring at me, and I'm trying to drive, like, oh my god, but that's I freaky. Would, that probably would irritate me. No, I would stop. I, I would stop and get yeah, the hell out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I would sorry. end up saying something. Excuse no, me. don't say nothing Where to her. No, don't say nothing to her while she's sitting the fuck across well, she from can, me. Don't let her make you uncomfortable. Don't keep staring no well then wait till i get out alive, and then you she say knew, it. she knew social constructs and she knew damn well that you know okay well this is what we're gonna do they uncomfortable. this is what i'm doing i'm gonna get out and get in the back with you well we just be in the back and we'll and be in the back together we'll let her drive i'm gonna say you gonna get you us to where you what if it do something no she ain't gonna drive me to fuck off no road off no cliff and then we'll be dead too and we walk and in a green walk, mile with no, her because now we both in the same playing field and you're gonna catch this fade <laughs> Drag that bitch up our trap. How dare you have killed me? Here I, and then I'm going to cuss you out because you put us in that situation. No. You should have left her on the side yep. of the fucking road where you yep. found her. That's not your business. <laughs> How she get from point A to point B? Call her fucking parents or something. Come you can on. haunt the road but not your house. Get the fuck out of here. Go home. No, they're there waiting for you. That's, that's Loomis. <laughs> Go home, Michael. All right. Ortega, Rich, Ortega Ridge Road. Ortega? Yeah, Ortega Ridge Road. Okay. Montecito, California. Oh, shit. Keep an eye out for the ghosts of three nuns, now known as Las Tres Hermanes, Mm -mm. who were killed by highway bandits on Ortega Ridge Road. Some say their apparitions can be spotted by the side of this road. Wow. Why did they move on and they was nuns? Because. That's sad. Because he was murdered. Yeah, and then some people just be confused. Like they wake up, don't know where they are. Some people. Don't. So you just keep you just keep waking up in your murder spot. Then walk the road every day. You don't never say, Sister Mary. <laughs> why are we? Why are we still walking the same road? I don't know, Mother Clarence. Perhaps we're dead. The fuck? No. Yeah, people like to. People want to live like that. You want to live like that? No, they don't. That's so wrong. No, I think some people do, because I don't think I'm going to move on. I'm scared of what's on the other side. What if I ain't get in? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to go into the light and, Why and be judged. Because I don't know if I got in. So I'm going to just like hide out in the shadows. I'm not going to be an evil ghost, though. Like If demons come and be like, ah, I'm going to be like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to go with you either, bro. <laughs> I don't know what you got planned. Disappear. Then just fly away. Well, you know what? I don't want to haunt none of the places I know, though. I don't want to haunt Rosegate. I don't want to haunt none of the houses in Riverside. I'm good on that bullshit. What you want to I want to haunt, like, a real establishment. <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> How that sound? Like Hometown Buffet. Like a buffet. No, Hometown Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> you going to say it specifically. I again, do. Like... I, I want to haunt it. Uh, or Christiana Hospital. Or Christiana Mall. Yeah, I want to haunt them all. 
That would be fun. I want to Christie in the mall. I'm talking about the whole mall. I want the parking lot, the movie theater. What? All that shit. I want haunt everything there. That Target that's it right behind it. Mm-hmm. I want to haunt that whole patch of land. <laughs> the Petco that sits up on that hill. I want to run rampant all throughout that place. Oh. The, Ru- the Ruby Tuesdays. It ain't Ruby Tuesdays no more. No, it's it? not. It's fucking Cheesecake Factory. But who now. cares? Can we move on? I want to haunt the Cheesecake Factory. <sighs> Throw cheesecake on the floor and make a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, come on. Go ahead. Now, there is no record of any Boy Scout deaths on Boy Scout Lane in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. But that hasn't stopped urban legends from spreading. Urban legends start from somewhere. I don't care what nobody says. That whole rule sounds weird. In some versions of the story, the Boy Scouts are murdered by their scoutmaster or their bus driver. Mm-hmm. In others, their deaths are a result of a tragic bus crash or fire. People say they've seen ghostly lanterns, shadows, and small handprints in the trees. The name Boy Scout Lane likely comes from the fact that Boy Scouts of America bought the land and had planned to build a camp there. It's still on private property, so visiting is off off limits for paranormal reasons. Mm-hmm. For non-paranormal I was reasons. About to say, wow. Don't nobody, don't nobody went to go well, where to camp. start? Because ain't nobody just saying that they know what they seen. If somebody riding and they see a ghostly lantern, would just no. I know. Well, you why know, would you just say, "Hey, that's a Boy Scout"? I mean, if you see little, because the name when is called... When I see called, a lantern, I think 1800s. Like, we ain't used lanterns in a long, long, long but time. But you got to think they're not starting it off like that. They're doing it because of that's the name of the, the road. Boy well, Scout. I mean, we do still use lanterns, but they got that flashlight in there. Who the fuck still uses the old-time candle lantern? If I see that shit, I'm going to immediately suspect ghost. <laughs> say it. Oh, my God. Wow. When have I traveled back in time? This is amazing. I right. wonder if I can find old Frank around. Next is Route 2A in Arrowstook County, Maine. That should be this out right. 2A. Kind of Route highway. 2A. That's a bad highway. In Arrowstook County. I prefer and that's in Maine. That's just how it's like they didn't even try to name that shit. It inspired a song called Tombstone Every Mile. Oh. Mm. That means they see a tombstone every mile when they was on that road. So Route 2A is known as a treacherous road for truckers, especially when its sharp turns are covered in ice and snow during the winter. Drivers have reported seeing the ghost of a girl on the side of the road and a woman begging passerby for help to help her husband, but she disappeared when approached. And it's even inspired by a country song. Truckers don't be bullshitting. For real, for real. They be the ones out there on the motherfucking roads at times that's ungodly. At ungodly hours. When a motherfucker supposed to be in their house warming their bed or perhaps around the fire with a cup and with a with a mug of cocoa. <laughs> you hear me? Uh-huh. So they be outside in the worst of times. Now, I believe anything a trucker say they saw. Because well, you out there on that motherfucking road by yourself. We're going to do a little back history on that because it said for proof... That great country songs aren't tied to any specific region of America look no further than Maine. Then Maine-born, Massachusetts-raised singer Dick Curlis, A Tombstone Every Mile. Hmm. So it said, Curlis sang truck-driving songs back when Dave Dudley 
Red Simpson and others achieved country music stardom through tales of big rigs and cross-country tracks. A tombstone every mile written by Dan Fulkerson became Curlis's breakthrough hit upon its 1965 release. The tale of a dangerous and allegedly haunted stretch in Maine called the Haynesville Woods inspired a song that addresses the risks taken by truckers during winter weather. Curlis' deep, booming voice plus lyrics tell that ominous tragic truth, truths make for a great song among the trucker anthems that now sound like Novelty sides. Hmm. Fuck all that, bro. Like I said, I believe anything them truckers that they saw. It was late night. They was the only ones on the road. <laughs> Shit like that is possible. Yeah, it is. But I don't know. But the ghost, let me, the, let me see. Because <clears throat> they said, okay, Haynesville Woods, the most haunted place in Aerostoop County, Maine. See that? Well, okay, then we'll get to that. Huh? We got. So route route two A is Aerostooks County is in Aerostooks County is known as a very dangerous route. Dick Curlis even wrote a song about it called "A Tombstone Every Mile," and they say it's haunted. It's been said that many truckers have lost their lives while hauling potatoes to Boston. Oh, never mind. You gonna die for some potatoes? After hitting a dangerous hairpin turn. You should have took a break. However, trucks weren't the only ones to die on Aerostoop County Road. My apologies. <clears throat> what, <clears throat> excuse me. What makes the area the most haunted in the county is that people have seen a woman screaming that her husband is trapped in their vehicle and begging, begging for travelers to stop. But when the travelers stop and try to get close to her, she vanishes away. See that? Other travelers said they've seen a little girl on the side of the road that is said to have been killed by a semi-truck many years ago, and that's Pet Cemetery. Let me tell you something. So if you're traveling on Route 2A in Maine and happen to see the woman on or the little girl stop by and tell us about it. Mm. The oh. fuck I will. I won't be telling I'm myself not about it. for her or her. And I don't care if it's the little girl or the woman looking for help for her and her husband. You should have a cell phone in the year 2021. <laughs> and if you don't, wait on the next car. Why? I'm not, I'm not stopped. Don't you worry. There's so no you, way in hell I'm getting out of this car. So you wouldn't stop? Even if she was a real person. Because in my mind, I immediately think her husband is a setup. I'm going to get out and they're going to rob me and beat me and leave me in a ditch. <laughs> that little girl is also a setup. When I get out of the car, I will be robbed, beaten, and thrown in a ditch. She is a little girl. That's a ghost. I don't give a... Well, that's even worse. You know now what's you crazy? Now you want to get out the car and you'll spook me. It's the woman, though. You, she really yelling and you really feel like bad. Like, but all along, you're not seeing the car. So no, no, you no, just... no, 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 no. You feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I had no intention of getting out of this car to help her. I was going to stop. You know me. Uh-huh. And when you stopped, I was. she was going to still be now, okay. No, no. You ever heard out. what she said? So when we stop, she going to disappear when we get close. Now we going to sit oh, there baffled. How we getting close? You going to run back to the car and tell me what happened because I never got out. We're driving down the road and you see her. And we, they said when you get ready to stop to help or even slow up like you about to help her, she, when you get close enough to her, she disappeared. So that means you just going to put... I'm going to scream that you need to speed the fuck up and hit the hairpin turn and kill us both. Because <laughs> I'm off this road tonight. And that's what our ghost will end up doing. Driving that road again and again and again, never getting off it. See, and that's not funny. I don't give a fuck. We just be stuck because I couldn't help her and you shouldn't have tried either. And I will blame you because you went down the road. But we need to take a commercial break. <laughs>
Right. We'll be right back, guys. jump right into Annie's Road in Totowa, New Jersey. It's named for the ghost of a woman named Annie who, as legend has it, was hit by a truck and killed on her prom night in the 1960s. See, because it's right there by a graveyard, too. She must be like a Resurrection Mary type. See, it's right by the graveyard. Uh -huh. They always get hit on their prom night and they left to be sad for, uh, forever and ever. So it says Annie's Road is just a nickname the street is actually called Riverview Drive. Some motorists have reported hearing screams, seeing mysterious fog, and experiencing interference in their phones and cameras. Adding to the spookiness, the street borders Totowa's Laurel Grove Cemetery. And then it gets into what the motorists have said. And they said, that is my cash money. So Annie's Road is more commonly known as Riverview Drive. In Totowa, Annie herself is a haunting commonly referred to as a woman in white. Didn't you always say it's a woman in white? In every <clears throat> town, there is a woman in white. Ain't Resurrection Mary in white? They always die in white and then they come back. That that don't seem godly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Who are you trying to trick? I would prefer that white if you was glowing with it. Not just wearing a white gown and walking the streets. Because now you remind me of an 1863 Brothel, brothel <laughs> prostitute. And I, How I, is I, that? I, I, I don't trust you. How is that? There's no glow to you. You just walk in the street in a in a common white gown, like some woman thou art loose. I just feel no. uncomfortable. I feel like. Remember somebody else said that that they thought it was a um a lady of the night when they pro yeah. when they started approaching it because she had that white and because that's what it looked like. <laughs> Nobody walks around like that in reality at night. Most people. Most commonly, like, especially women, you worry about being attacked and shit like that. And then at night, and you out here just giving me... Are you supposed to be in all black? No, but you don't want to draw attention to yourself at nighttime. And you just out here, like, look upon me. I'm, I'm here for the taking, like, a lamb to slaughter. Kidnap me, kidnapper. Huh? So... Y'all don't think about your safety, okay? I, <laughs> I, I, I'm a full-grown man, and I'm not doing certain shit at night. I won't. So, I will not. The way in hell am I going to don a white gown and go for a midnight stroll? So these spirits are female ghosts reportedly seen in rural areas and associated with some local legend of tragedy. Common to many is the theme of losing or being betrayed by a loved one. In the case of Annie, her tale surrounds the night of prom. Mm, mm, mm. After a wonderful night together at the, at the event, a young couple, Annie and her boyfriend, began to bicker at each other while traveling along River, Riverview Drive heading past Lake Awana Ave and further past the streetlight, the fighting, the fighting grew worse as the street grew darker. Eventually, Annie's boyfriend became so infuriated that he kicked her out and left her on the side of the road. She was alone and lost. Knowing she was close to Totawa Road on the other end, she began walking to find some help. On her right, Ray ragged the, what is it, the Passiac River, and on her left, lay the Laurel Grove Cemetery. She began to see some bright lights and without warning was hit by a large pickup truck, killing her instantly. 
Her dress became tangled in the car, and she was dragged down the road, shearing off her face. <clears throat> My goodness. After the incident, strange things began to occur on an annual basis. A large red blood stain, actually paint, would appear on the road. This was rumored to be her father, who wanted people to remember the tragic incident that took place. Since the road was repaved in the early 2000s, this has since stopped. The problem is, uh, the first strange thing didn't happen. It wasn't done. Well, the first strange thing that should have happened was that her dad killed her prom date and bludgeoned him in his head with the butt of his gun. <laughs> because I will blame you. Yeah, I'm going to leave my daughter in the my middle of the... On the side of the road, on the side of a fucking river. In the pitch river. dark. And, and then on the side, a side of it, you wanted something to happen to you, her. And you and didn't want to do it know, yourself. You did it. And, yeah. and you made it look like that trucker did it. You could have put, I don't know. I don't know how you, you, you did it because you put her out the car. Effectually, you did it. And I blame you. And now I feel like I need to burn bad boy and get back with a lit cigarette. <laughs> so m many locals report various paranormal activity, including electric failure, phones, cameras, and headlights on o older cars. Some claim to see the young woman. As legend, legend states, if a young man is to see her and stop, she will enter the car and seduce the young man to crash. Other legends call her a harbinger of death, that if you see her, it means grave peril for either yourself or a close relative. Other sightings include orbs, strange fog patterns, and screams that can be heard. While most of these incidents are associated with Annie, there are a few skeptics who believe the true source of the hauntings is the cemetery, which is home to countless potential lost souls. Whatever you believe, Annie will be waiting for you looking for her long-lost love. Annie probably wonderful <coughs> girls in that fucking graveyard. Mm. All of them with disdain and hate in their heart. <laughs> Why would you say that? Look, I wonder if that same thing works if you, like, pick her up and you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, honey, you're so barking yeah, up the wrong like, tree. I wonder if that worked. Like, you can't do Like, I don't see it. Like, you would probably crash trying to get her off you. Like, come on now. No, I still ain't gonna crash. Don't touch me. <laughs> don't put your cold, nimble fingers on me. Why are you so cold? Let me turn the heat on. What the fuck's wrong with you? And then I keep. T I'm clearly telling you, I'm not interested. Like, you don't see the wrist that's gripping this this to steering wheel. It says, loose your fucking ponytail. Get back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> back up off me. Stop it, girl. All right. Drivers on Route 44 in Rehoboth, Massachusetts, have reported sightings of a red-headed man in a flannel shirt and jeans who smiles eerily at passing cars. What the fuck? <laughs> Hello, Fred Krueger. <laughs> and that's what the road looked like, though. Of course he would be standing on the road that looked like that, just smiling eerily. That just looked like a... It don't even look like a I spooky was, road. my dumbass... If I'm behind the wheel of a car, this is how stupid I am. I would not think he was a ghost. Like, I would smile back and wave all stupid. Like, and keep it pushing. Because I'm still not stopping this car. So I was never in any danger. Because we was never getting in. So I'm glad that wasn't even a part of your plan. So as long as you just standing on the side of the road smiling, you could have had a fucking chainsaw in your hand. Huh? I would smile back. <laughs> keep it pushing. I don't know no better. So according to one account... The man faded out of the back seat after a driver picked him up, See that? thinking he was a hitchhiker. He would have never got in my car. The story of the Route 44 ghost was popularized in the book, The New England Ghost Files by Charles Turk. 
And it goes on to say, I guess it's going to tell you more about it. It's the red-headed specter. Oh, shit. He got a full name. Yep. No one knows his name. No one knows his motives. All they, all that is known is where he lingers, what he looks like, how he haunts the living, and the circumstances under which he appears. This is the stuff of nightmares told around the campfire while the stars dance and the long shadows grow. What is known about him, whether it is from academic research or hearsay, only creates more questions than answers. This spirit can be found on Route 44 at the edge of Rehoboth, Massachusetts. The ghostly, the ghost usually looks like a red-headed man wearing a red flannel shirt and jeans. He has a large red beard as well as red hair. He is usually six feet tall and described as well-built by witnesses. Sometimes he is very clean-cut in his appearance and he has his shirt tucked in. Other times he is dirty and disheveled. The circumstances under which this ghost appears are as specific as the location, but not uncommon or desolate. Most witnesses who find this ghost usually drive on a stretch of Route 44 that is at the end of Rehoboth, Massachusetts, and on the edge of Seanock. Usually motorists chance upon this ghost either at or after 10 p.m. into the small hours of the morning. While many accounts have surfaced over the years, the most detailed and reliable source on this spirit has been collected by Charles Turek Robinson in his book, New England Ghost Files, a book that is sadly out of print. Originally an anthropologist, Charles took an interest in ghost files when he first received letters from people who described their own encounters with the supernatural. He began to see patterns in many of the accounts that made him question the authenticity of one he received. To screen out stories that are, for whatever reason, inauthentic, he devised a method of interviewing where he would have witnesses retell their accounts three times. If their retellings remained consistent, he considered the accounts to be from people who were not prone to superstition or lying. For the accounts relating to this ghost, most, most witnesses reported that even decades after the events, they were still shaken up. One man recalled that he did not even have to stop his car to see the ghost. While driving by himself down this road one night, he looked towards the passenger side window and saw the red-headed man pressing his face against the glass, grinning at him. He immediately pulled over when he saw this, and by then the ghost was gone. It took the man 10 minutes to calm down enough to continue his drive. Another man's experience with this ghost started like most hitchhiking ghost stories. He saw the man on the side of the road hitchhiking and pulled over to pick him up. He then asked the man where he wanted to go, but the ghost did not reply. He stared at him blankly and smiled at him. After trying to find out where his passenger was headed, the driver became unsettled and pulled over again. He ordered the ghost to leave the car, but instead of opening the door, he faded away. There is a more unsettling incident involving a woman who thought she had run him over. The ghost appeared right in front of her car, and she had no time to stop. When she thought she had hit him, she stopped the car and got out to investigate. She did this despite the fact that she felt nothing under the car and, <clears throat> and heard no telltale thuds. When she turned to go back into her car, she suddenly heard disembodied laughter. It didn't stop with her getting back in the car and driving off. 
Again, her car was passed through the ghost. This time, she didn't leave the car. Instead, she stuck her head out of her window to look at the road ahead of her. She saw that there was nothing on the road ahead of her. Again, the disembodied laughter echoed, but was much closer this time. She put her foot to the acceleration pedal after rolling up her window. Ever since, this woman has always been scared of driving alone at night. The most hair-raising account given regarding this ghost comes from a couple whose car broke down on the stretch of road after 10 p.m. The husband, <clears throat> excuse me, the husband told his wife to stay with the car while she moved forward to find a house where he could call AAA to get a tow truck. He a fucking lie. You think you great leave me on the side of the road at 10 at night <laughs> while you moving mosey the fuck along through the ditches to find somebody? No, we must be going up the road. Fuck, I look like dickhead. <laughs> the fact that you would even ask me to do some shit like that. When we get home, I no longer want this relationship. I'm packing up my shit. I'm going back home. What kind of shit is that? What kind of man are you? <laughs> so as he walked down the road, he saw the ghost sitting by the roadside. He had his red plaid shirt and red hair and beard, but this, but his clothing and hair were in disarray. Thinking this was a living man, the husband asked him if he knew where he could find a phone to use. He had asked, he had to ask several times because the only response he got from this ghost was staring and grinning. When he got stared and grinned at, when he, when the ghost stared and grinned at him, the husband asked if he was all right. At this moment, the husband reported that the ghost's mouth began to twist. The ghost's eyes then glazed over into pure white. As the husband backed off slowly at first, then started to hurry, he heard the man's eerie laughter. But when he stopped and turned around, the ghost wasn't there. The laughter, the laughter lingered, however. It also spontaneously switched location. One second it was in front of the husband, and the next it was behind him, and then one side to side or the other. The disembodied laughter continued to follow him <clears throat> until it stopped suddenly. When the husband returned to the car, he found his wife sobbing. When he asked her what was wrong, she told him that while he was gone, something impossible happened. She was sitting in the car when her husband left and turned on the radio to pass the time. After a few minutes, a voice interrupted the song. She assumed it was a DJ at first, but the voice then addressed the wife by her name something the DJ should not be able to do. After this, the ghost then began to mock her and laugh in an unsettling way. The wife got out of the car to escape this, but she was so frightened by what happened, she remained outside the car until her husband came back. While the couple was able to flag down another driver and get back home, the husband believed that this incident made his wife a much more nervous woman. Further research research was conducted to see if there was any additional information available on who this person was, if he was ever human, that is. It was also hoped that the identity of this ghost would be named and with it an explanation for why he did not cross over, instead haunts the living. If he is if he also has a name, it would answer the question of what in the what is as well also. Since the internet has grown in size and users more information, <clears throat> it might be available that way, otherwise difficult to acquire. But that was it. Well, that was ridiculous. The whole damn thing. Yo, that is creepy. Fact, I don't even know if that was like a ghost because that just seems demonic now. Before I was Yo. thinking he was just doing like little piddly shit. 
<laughs> but to fucking call her by her name like it didn't mock her. What was he saying mockingly? Oh no, she didn't say. But that's her husband's fault. For leaving yeah, her. Yeah, I don't know what kind of what kind of man that is. In that car by her. You gonna say it made her a much more nervous woman. What the fuck did it make you? You ain't telling me you walked away from that motherfucking experience unscathed. Yeah, that should have freaked you Fuck out. Fuck out of here. All, we both nervous now. Your eyes, the, his, you done watched his eyes yeah. turn pure white. Cut that shit. All I heard was a voice talking to me. You saw some shit. And you trying to make it seem like I'm the one that should have been changed and rattled. Mm-mm. Bro, we rattled. <laughs> I guarantee you he don't, want, he don't like driving by himself no more. He I said, quick, come on, you gonna go take this ride with me? No, because I thought I was rattled. <laughs> no, you're rattled. I'm fine. I like to stay home because I'm so nervous. Why is he doing that? I could thing? never get in another car after that. I don't know if he's gonna call my name. Helen, you know. Mm. Don't good. do that. I'm cute. I'm good on who that. Who is who is he? Like they don't have I don't no know, information. But they say he don't always look tacky. Why are you saying that like you was trying to talk to him? I mean like uh, man, <laughs> keep like, it pushing, thanks. <laughs> I don't even sound right through the ghost. That's necrophilia. <laughs> yeah, you talk about me. That's necrophilia. You know I wouldn't. Girl, stop. He could beat it. So, out of here. You're a spirit. According to legend, Clinton Road in West Milford, New Jersey is haunted by a ghost boy. According to local folklore, the ghost boy of Clinton Road will return coins people throw into the creek. Some visitors have reported seeing the boy's reflection in the water. Rumors of aliens and satanic cult activities also keep the visitors on edge. See that? Now, the bridge at Dead Man's Curve, probably the most common ghost story that we hear about Clinton Road, is that of a dead young boy who hangs out under a bridge and returns coins to you after you throw them in the water. As far as we know, this tale is unique to Clinton Road, but it is difficult to say when or how this story began. On a recent visit to the bridge at Dead Man's Curve, we were surprised and delighted to see just how many people had recently stopped by to test to test that theory of the legend of the ghost boy of Clinton Road. As we peered over the guardrail and down into the tea-colored water and stream, we could clearly see dozens of coins resting on the bottom among the stones of the creek bed. There is no way of knowing how many appearances the ghost boy made when summoned by the coin tossers. <clears throat> it should be note- noted that there is more than one bridge located on Clinton Road, and nobody really knows for sure which one the ghost boy supposedly hangs ben- out beneath. A second bridge is located seven- several miles to the south of Dead Man's Curve, just above the old stone iron furnace. This bridge straddles a story cleft through which a waterfall crashes mightily. If the ghost boy's spirit haunts this bridge, then his tip up the return throw coins would certainly be much more challenging risk, if he was alive that is. Although it is most talked about the apparition to haunt Clinton Road, he is by no means the sole spirit to spook this street. Mm. If you ever decide to travel down Clinton Road at midnight, stop at the bridge by Dead Man's Curve. As the story goes, if you sit on the bridge and throw pennies into the river, the ghost of a young boy will throw them back to you. We found the bridge in Clinton Road that was said to have started the rumor years before any of us heard about the road. A boy was challenged by his friends to stand on the bridge as they drove to Route 23 and back. Unfortunately, by the time the friends returned from driving to the, driving to the highway, they found their friend dead. There's a bridge painted as a memorial to him. 
Another rumor of Clinton Road is that if you throw a penny into the lake, the next morning the penny will be on the road. Supposedly, there was a kid that drowned there trying to get a ball or something. And the kid is supposed to appear at night and pick up the penny and put it on the ground. My friends and I just decided to find out for ourselves what was it true or not. We went to the bridge and threw a quarter off. Not but a minute later, you hear the ploop, as if you dropped the quarter in again. The water filled with ripples and a child's reflection appeared. I flew back to the car and that scared all of us. I went up to Clinton Road with two friends of mine. The really weird legend is that of the little boy. The story I heard was that a little boy was hit by a car and killed on the bridge when he went to pick up a quarter he saw on the ground. The legend is that if you get out of your car and stand on the bridge, you will see a quarter drop. And if you bend down to pick it up, the little boy will push you into the lake to save you from being hit by a car. Get the fuck out of here. I can't swim. <laughs> so you didn't save me because there was never a car. Now you drowned me. Yesterday at 8 p.m., me and my friend Mike were going to a movie at the drive-in. We took Clinton Road. We stopped on the bridge, and he told me all the stories about the boy being killed and all. So I threw a quarter off the edge, and we drove away. On the way home at 11.30, we passed over the bridge and stopped because Mike wanted to point out the kid's name on the side of the bridge. Just when he said the kid's name, a quarter or something metal was thrown hard against the window of the car. We were shocked for a minute, but then we drove away. I'm not going on that road for a long time. I would have took my quarters. <laughs> there is one road in particular that we have heard more rumors and tall tales about than any other in the state by far. Clinton Road in West Milford. Well, wasn't that the same thing? Yeah. Okay. Why, why are there so many strange and frightening stories told about this particular byway? It is the isolation of Clinton Road that makes it such a ripe candidate for modern mythology. And it is this in this case, why are these stories told on Clinton on Clinton Road and not its comparably deserted neighboring roads like Paradise Road in Union Valley? Clinton Road just seems to strike terror into the hearts of those who travel it. Fuck that. The problem <clears throat> is Clinton Road is the one that's haunted. <laughs> if if you telling me that it's two more roads that's opposite that road that's just as desolate, that's just as isolated, and just as, like, nerve-wracking, but ain't nobody talking about it. Mm-hmm. That's because shit ain't happening at Point Valley or Union Valley or whatever the fuck you called it, and <laughs> Paradise Road. It don't go down there. Mm. It go down on Clinton. It do, because that's the crazy shit. People you don't, don't just pick and choose. <laughs> if it was mythology, motherfuckers say, you ever seen the ghost of Paradise Road? Yeah. No, I haven't. <laughs> I've seen the ghosts on Clinton Road. Yeah, Clinton Road. You thought of her, you ever heard the story? Yeah, you thought of people quarter? know which one is haunted and which one ain't. Motherfuckers don't got time to. Damn, I really don't believe that people just wake up in the in the like in the morning and say, "You know what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna take my ass outside and I'm gonna start the <laughs> biggest rumor that's ever come about." <laughs> Last night, supposedly, I'm gonna tell motherfuckers that I seen this big bitch in the middle of the road. She had bulging fucking eyes. She ran at me like her teeth was gnarled. And she had like a witch's grin with, with strong gnarled fingers that she was she was thrusting out at me like a T-Rex. I was horrified. That's what the fuck I'm gonna tell everybody today. When I go to the when I go down in town today mm-hmm. to go to the motherfucking diner, I'm gonna say, ooh. People don't do that. 
Mm-mm. You only relate. And then that's and then you know doing well. Next thing you know, it's gonna get back. Yo, why did I hear about this story? And then the story is gonna be different. Yeah. It's gonna be like telephone. It's a big man. And then next thing, yeah, now it's a man. He didn't have gnarled teeth. They but then it, it's like the fact that it's gonna be followed. Like it's gonna go from that to something else to yeah, something else. Then it, then suddenly, you just started she's a beautiful whole... woman <laughs> who walks the roads in a red gown, whose teeth. At the end of the night, become gnarled. They're not when you first. When you first see her, she yeah. get in the car all elegant. <laughs> and you the person started that rumor. I wonder, do you sit back? Holy shit, it worked. <laughs> These motherfuckers believe anything I tell them. Oh, this was mine. Resurrection Mary. Of course. Yes, of course, you already they would know. Desperately patch her down onto this. Uh, this one. Yep. You are obsessed with her. I am. That's don't. That's why I know I would see her. So, Resurrection Mary has been known to make appearances on Archer Avenue in Chicago, Illinois, since the 1930s. The story goes that a woman named Mary stormed out of a dance after fighting with her date. She was hit by a car and killed on the the now infamous road. She continues to haunt. In 1976, people responded to a call about a woman grasping the gate of Resurrection Cemetery, which borders the road. After apparently getting locked in, they found the scorch marks bent on the gate but no woman they removed them um i heard those that. two ones so okay we're gonna get down to it we ain't talking about because now they're taking you somewhere else yeah because people don't really want to talk about resurrection mary who we know about her girl don't do that she ain't kind of scary so like i said don't play you don't you know that i love resurrection mary okay <clears throat> okay Okay, so don't play. So, a stretch of Archer Avenue is saturated in the paranormal. Occurrences that have terrified many and spawned tales passed among Chicago residents for decades. Tales that include vanishing hitchhikers, black magic rituals, and blood-drenched ghouls. Some attribute the intense energy connected to the street. (laughs) I know they ain't saying ghouls. (laughs) You're going to laugh like that. A fucking ghoul, bro. Yo, if I see a fucking ghoul, I'm going to the nuthouse. I'm done. <laughs> that is it. Even if I didn't, like, even if my mind don't break, I'm going to sign myself up. Because it was a fucking ghoul. And that's what I'm going to tell the people that at intake. They're yeah. going to say, why you coming in today? Because I just feel like either I'm going to hurt myself or the ghouls is going to get me. They're going to say, what? It was ghouls. <laughs> it was a ghoul. <laughs> Lock me up. I'm coming there to give you my medicine every day. I'm saying the same thing. It was a ghoul. That's what you were saying. I don't give a fuck. He was saying it was a part of your imagination. It was a ghoul, bro. <laughs> I'm never going to let that shit go. It was a ghoul. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Give me my medicine. It was a ghoul. So, the most famous ghost is Resurrection Mary. This ether real specter has haunted the strip of Archer Avenue between Resurrection Cemetery and the Willowbrook Ballroom. Formerly, formerly the O. Henry Ballroom, since the 1930s. No one is quite sure of the young lady's identity, but a widely accepted origin story that Mary, after dancing the night away, left the ballroom in a huff after a fight with her date. Tired and angry, Mary had been struck by a vehicle while walking down the pitch-black wooded stretch of Archer Avenue. What makes Mary unique from other hitchhiker tales is that witnesses claim when offered a ride, she accepts and then direct drivers up Archer Avenue, only to disappear when the car reaches Resurrection Cemetery. Mary appears as a young, pale, blonde woman dressed in a white party dress, 
Further witnesses claim to have seen Mary roaming around Resurrection Cemetery at night. On August 10, 1976, a passerby noticed a girl grasping the bars of the cemetery and fearing she was locked in, alerted the, ju the justice police. When the police arrived, they combed the cemetery but found no one. They did, however, find that the rails of the fence bent at sharp angles with two black and scorch marks indicating where they had been pulled apart. The marks were there in the shape of handprints and appeared to have a texture of human skin. Hmm. Oh, she rubbed her poor skin off on that damn thing trying to pull and get out of there. What did you ask the dude to take you up Archer Avenue for if you don't want to be there? <laughs> Tell them to take you home. That's not where you want to be. No, you would think that if I'm a hitchhike, I'm going to hitchhike my way in the opposite direction. Past old Henry's ballroom, all that shit. Where you going? I don't fucking know, but not in that direction. I'm going to wake up there tomorrow. But Why are for all now, these I just women go getting into these arguments with these men and then they have the, they just get out the car. They just say, you're on these dark roads. Okay, like, I'm why? the pettiest. Because the other woman did the same thing. She, well, no, he put her out, but anything, still. And that was but dumb. first of all, still, I'm, I'm not getting, getting out. out. Beat me the answer is no. <laughs> no, drag, me, drag me out. Drag me out. Get out your side of the car. Dark, I would cuss him yeah. out even more. Are you crazy? And now it's going to be worse. You can take me the fuck home like you picked me the fuck up from there. Exactly. Fuck you mean you ain't going to have to drop me off somewhere where you didn't pick me up from. And then Resurrection Mary, I don't even know why she even got out. I just said, just take me home. Yeah, just take me just home. Take me home. You know what? Because I'm gonna live to tell the Drive another, me the fuck home, see but another I'm not day. Getting out on no desolate road. Mm -mm. Fuck, I look like I don't care how mad I am. Don't stop this fucking car, or you must be getting out for us to 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 engage in ye old fisticuffs together. Yeah, and that's why people um because you know it is dark and them desolate roads like that it do be pitch dark and if cars are coming if you like you know if you could be just walking and you yeah. could be that's why I don't, I, you should be in a grass part. If I'm if being honest, grass, you could talk to me like cow shit. If long we on a dirt desolate road, you can say whatever you want to say to me <laughs> until we damn near back to my house. Well, I know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Get me to where I know I don't, I don't trust you really, the person that's driving the car, right. not to bludgeon me and leave me on the side of the road dead. So you can literally say anything once we on like a dark road, mm. like you know them roads out Jersey when you go into Cowtown, yeah, or Atlantic yeah, City at like night. That, no, I'm not doing. Yeah, that. you could, you could, you could say, you could, you could call my mom every name in the book. You could, <laughs> you could take your drink out of the cup holder and throw it on me. Uh, I'll lay there like a passive, uh, uh, I don't know, just a eunuch. So look at this, Shades of Death Road in Warren County, New Jersey. People will name Shades a road anything road. and expect people to drive on it. And if I was the it, town people, I would commission. Like, I would really go to bat for that. I want that changed. Get that off the name. Look how it looks. All you see is the road and just... And then all this you don't piles see nothing of green, but piles bro. Of what is green? that? That's just nothing. It don't even look I'm like good. a wood. It, it looks like just, they just planted a like road the in green. the middle of a Don't that look like the grass? Like if you, it looked like that, that would look like, like an aerial road. picture of a whole bunch of grass. They put a road in the middle of the forbidden forest and expect you to drive through. That is scary I'm looking. I'm good. I wouldn't drive. See, that's why I just stay where I where I'm from. So they say, as if the name Shades of Death Road wasn't scary enough, some say the street gets its name from a series of grisly murders that occurred there in the 1920s and 30s. By other accounts, the road is named for malaria outbreak that occurred. A malaria outbreak? A malaria outbreak, outbreak that occurred. Oh, in, no. Yeah. That's why they said it's shades of death. We got mm. some murder. We got some sickness. <laughs> and then we got a few, uh, yeah, sickness. So, but, okay. 
Kelly Road in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. See, you got to watch that ones too. That sound fucking perfectly reasonable. Kellyville. Yeah, that's that how just, they get you. They sound perfectly reasonable. You be thinking, ain't shit going to happen on this road. And that's the one that really got the most terror. So, let's see. Bet you that's the worst road out the whole fucking list. Because it sounds it's, so it's, normal. It's also known as Mystery Mile. Never mind. Paranormal activity <laughs> in the Come area. On, Nancy Drew. Let's head up Mystery Mile. <laughs> it's attributed to the legend of a couple who is said to have died on the road after their carriage flipped over. According to the story, the woman's neck snapped and the man was crushed in a slow, torturous death. People have reported hearing the sounds of a carriage crashing and cries for help. Don't you worry. I'm not getting out of my modern vehicle to help no Cinderella carriage. (laughs) That don't even exist. How is is, is that? How is you in a fucking carriage? I would know immediately. This is a ghost. Don't nobody drive no damn carriage in 2021. (laughs) I barely see the Amish in anymore in 2021. No, you really don't. Though, Nobody's that's... doing that dumb shit anymore. That's not funny. Carriages either. don't work. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Cars barely work. I barely trust a goddamn vehicle. <laughs> you think I'm going to get into a carriage? <laughs> An old-time-ass contraption. So, Dead Man's Curve in Claremont County, Ohio, is said to be haunted by an actual dead man. Yeah, I knew it would be, because they told you right there, dead man. Dead Man's Curve is a name for a dangerously sharp turn, but this treacherous curve in Claremont County is said to be more named than, more aptly named than most. At the intersection of Route... What? Oh, that just skipped the whole thing. The, well, the Route 222 and Route 125, a faceless hitchhiker who died in the crash at the scene in the 1960s, is said to appear on that very road. I'm good. And it's said to said by some to be the most haunted place. It does seem to have a dark history. This allegedly haunted stretch of road is between Amelia and Bethel in the village of Bantam in Claremont County. What that sound like? Bantam, Bantam. Why that sound like um, Jeepers Creepers? You know what it sound like? What? A fucking place I don't want to visit. Oh, my God. While Route... 222 meets Route 125. Urban legend says that this stretch of road is haunted by a faceless hitchhiker. He is said to roam this area late at night, usually between 1.20 and 1.40 a.m., hitching a ride, sometimes appearing in the middle of the road where unsuspecting drivers hit him, only to jump and chase your car afterwards. People report seeing this strange man on the side of the road. Others tell of their car being pelted with rocks from some Someone unseen. Those who have gotten close enough to get a good look all report the same thing. There's no sign of a face at all. Just blackness. The road itself does have a reputation for being dangerous. After all, it's not called Dead Man's Curve for nothing. However, oddly, there's even much of a curve at Dead Man's Curve, at least not anymore. That stretch of road was originally part of the Ohio Turnpike, built in 1831. The original road was designed in a way that it is curved sharply at the top of a hill, causing many horses and carriages to slip or roll over and down the hillside, in turn causing many deaths. It was a two-lane highway until 1968 when it was straightened and widened to four lanes. There was said to have been a celebratory ribbon cutting at the end of the dead man's curve. However, this turned out to be a bit premature. 
A month later, there was a huge accident at the intersection. An Impala with five teenagers inside was hit by a green roadrunner, said to have been traveling at 100 miles per hour. Only one person survived the wreck. By most counts, it was after this accident that the faceless hitchhiker started to appear. There have also been reports of a green roadrunner chasing drivers down this stretch of road from time to time since. Since that accident, it is said that over 70 people have been killed at the intersection. We haven't verified this number yet, but we do know there have been many numerous accidents there, considering the road is pretty much flat. A straight run, this fact does seem a bit weird. I'm not sure why this time from 120 to 140 is when Old Faceless likes to cause trouble, but I guess it might have something to do with the time of the accident. So I asked a state patrol about this, and what they say doesn't exactly match up to what urban legend says. Go figure. And here's their response to my question. There have been 25 reported crashes reported between mile posts 10 and 11 since the beginning of 2008, 18 in 2008, and 7 thus far in 2009. The only incident during that time period between 1.20 and 1.40 a.m., occurred on 10-18-2008. The sheriff investigated report a vehicle striking a, a deer. So if you decide to go looking for the faceless hitchhiker, be careful and drive safe. But looks like you should be okay. Maybe just maybe somebody should just pick the guy up and give him a lift. How long are we going to make him wait out there? For as long as his soul can rest. What the fuck? You're not getting in my car with no face. <laughs> Hell, you were barely even standing a chance of getting in my car with a face. <laughs> and now you want to add a dark, shadowy silhouette to think it? No, I, I can't trust you because I don't know if that's a mask you've got on. <laughs> and honestly, that's what it looks like at night. It looks like you're wearing a ski mask and I can't let you in. I could barely let you in if you look normal. So that's neither here nor there. <laughs> we need to take another commercial. We'll be right back, guys. All right. For this last segment of the show, we are going to talk about haunted toys. Mm. So I don't really play with toys anyway, so it's neither here nor there. <laughs> so the first one is Robert the Doll, who's always watching. First, okay. I think I heard of Robert the Doll. Robert, who originally belonged to author and painter Robert Eugene Otto, the the doll was allegedly known to giggle. Run from run from room to room, cause household accidents, and walk past upstairs windows while the family was away. Robert was left in the Otto's attic until 1974, where he was passed around from owner to owner, before eventually being donated to Florida's Fort East Martello Museum in 1994, where he is still resides today. Staff members claim that the dial causes strange activity. Anytime it is rotated through the museum, its head is also said to be seen turning to follow museum goers as they pass by. Mm-mm. First off, what was it doing giggling, bro? I got one time. Mm-mm. One time to be in that museum by myself and hear that dog giggle. 
I'm leaving that door open. They could come in there and take everything in that museum out. I don't give a fuck. I left. And when my boss asked me the next morning, why didn't you lock up? Oh, because the dial started giggling, so I had to go. So I called you about three, four times last night, but that <laughs> never answered. So I felt it wasn't it wasn't of any importance to you, so it stopped being important to me. And and don't worry on firing me, because I have no intentions <laughs> of coming back. You can mail my check. So look, on permanent display at Fort East Martello, I want to go see it. Robert, who is one of a kind, handmade doll created around the, thir the turn of the 20th century, standing 40 inches tall and stuffed with wood wool, known as Excelsior. He is dressed in a sailor suit and once bore painted features not unlike those of a not unlike those of a jester. His unusual size indicates that he may have been fashioned in the image of his constant companion, a boy named Robert Eugene Otto. The doll took Robert as his name while the boy simply went by Gene. Together they would go on to make history. Gene and Robert were best friends growing up. Legend speculates voodoo played a part in Robert's formative years while interviews with those close to the Otto family indicate a great deal of emotional energy was placed upon the doll during Eugene's lifetime. It is said that young Gene would shift blame when he misbehaved as a child, pointing to the doll and saying, I didn't do it, Robert did it. Gene went on to become a prominent artist. He designed the gallery at the Fort East Martello Museum. He had plans to make his own home a museum, complete with the wax imprint of the artist's hands as a focal point. Though this dream was never realized, his home became known as the artist house, and stories of the doll's strange behavior became became commonplace with those who encouraged who encountered him after Gene's death in 1974. Tenants heard footsteps in the attic room above them. A plumber heard giggling and turned to find the doll's head move across the room on his own. Okay, wait a minute. Sollers Hill reported Malcolm Ross visited Robert and said, It was like a metal bar running down my back. At first, when we walked through the door, the look on his face was like a little boy being punished. It was as if he was asking himself, Who are these people in my room and what are they going to do to me? Ross's friends told him Robert's backstory and pointed out the children's furniture. It was at this point Malcolm noticed a change in the doll's expression as if he was following the conversation. One of the men made comment about what an old fool Gene Otto must have been. <clears throat> Robert's expression turned to one of disdain. There was some kind of intelligence there. The doll was listening to us. Myrtle Reuter purchased the Otto home in 1974. She became Robert's companion and kept him when they moved to Von Fister Street six years later. In 1994, she donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum, Museum, claiming he moved around her house on his own and was haunted. Myrtle died a few months later, but Robert remained active. Museum staff noticed a shift of energies at the Fort East Martello Museum. Though Robert was not initially on display, he started receiving visitors as word spread about his new residence once he was put on exhibit. Cameras and electronic devices malfunctioned in his presence, and soon letters began arriving addressed to the dial, offering apologies for disrespectful behavior or asking <clears throat> forgiveness. Excuse me. Letters continued to arrive daily. 
Ghost hunters, TV shows, psychics, skeptics, and believers just visit on a regular basis to witness firsthand the strange stories that they have heard. Is Robert cursed by voodoo, thriving on the energy placed upon him, a misunderstood doll with a playful spirit, or perhaps just a doll joined by the spirit of his lifelong companion? Mm. I don't know what he is. Mm. And to be honest, I don't know <clears throat> I'm not playing with it. I'm not into that. <coughs> that's just that's that's just creepy. A doll that can you you the fact that they have the conversation and his facial expressions kept changing and you kept talking. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. The same thought. Like, wait a minute. Why would you even keep, still continue to entertain? I would have said, I'm talking like, about. Is y'all not look at his face? And I would have threw that doll in the trash, or well, I would have just left. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not touching with it. I'm not doing none of that shit. I would have just excused myself. I would have said, um, you know what? I had just remembered that I forgot to that I had a bad headache and I left my pills in the car. <laughs> and I'm having an episode and I need to go get my medicine. And you know what? I'm going to just relax in the back of the car. Y'all come out there where y'all ready to go. I see y'all and I see you too, Robert. Bye. <laughs> You've been kind. Thank you. God bless you. I'm going to get in the car and I'm not coming back in. And when they come out, I'm going to say, y'all need to get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> Man, well, the fact that y'all in there, that fucking doll face was changing every time y'all was talking. Then when you started talking about his old owner, bro, I swear to God, it <laughs> like he could have cut your throat. I had to get the fuck out of there. Well, so Mandy the doll with the sinister smile. <clears throat> That's her name. What's wrong with grown-ass people purchasing these dolls? And you can clearly see that something's wrong with them. So, Mandy has been scaring the absolute shit out of staff members and volunteers at British Columbia's Quinsel and District Museum since 1991. Shortly after she was donated, strange events started happening like the sounds of disembodied footsteps and vanishing office supplies, to name a few. Several museum guests are made uneasy by her regularly commenting on her sinister smile and her lifelike eyes. We, however, would prefer to comment on said attributes from the safety of our office. <clears throat> Why are they scared from the safety of my office? I'm not about to listen. I'll say what the fuck I want, but not in front of her. That's what you do, so. Hell yeah, I'm going to go right in my office, too. I'm so tired of that fucking dog. I am so tired of that dog, bro. <laughs> Every day I have to come here, I want to quit. Every day. Because of that dog. I'm tired of it. So... Mandy came to live with us in 1991 and is now close to 100 years old. <clears throat> the donor received the doll from her grandmother. It had been locked in a trunk for many years. Her daughter was very young, so she immediately brought it to the museum because it was so fragile and gave her a weird feeling. Yeah, don't bullshit me because people don't tend to give away family heirlooms just mm -mm. all willy-nilly. <laughs> your grandmom gave you that. Yeah. That's something you tend to give your child and their child and her child afterwards. You didn't want it because it made you uncomfortable and you tried to bring it here. Don't pass that shit off to me. I don't want to, this is a museum. I don't need no doll. We don't need that, girl. We're not looking for doll babies. No, thank you. No, thank you. So Mandy gained notoriety when museum staff reported strange occurrences. When Mandy arrived, she was photographed to add her to the collection. She was left in the lab overnight. When staff members arrived in the morning, they found the lab in disarray as though a small child had had a temper tantrum. Later, a stuffed lamb given to Mandy to keep her company 
was found on the floor side. I think everybody that works here is perverts. On the floor. What are you doing entertaining this doll? I'm not bringing a doll baby another toy. That, that, what, what, yo, adults be having me fucked up. <laughs> you grown. What are you doing? Like, you went out of your way. You said, oh, my God, you, Mandy would love this. <laughs> Clearly, you ain't in the right, you're, you're not in the right place to tell me that you had a bad experience because I, for all I know, that's psychosis. You already doing psychotic shit, like purchasing a doll, a, a, a toy. That doll ain't playing with that toy. Said it said it was found on the floor outside her lock. Place. That's the problem. You should have never bartered a toy. You already knew something was wrong with Mandy. <laughs> now you're going to encourage more shit. So Mandy has been featured in newspapers, radios, and television in Canada and the USA. Her starring moment was as a guest on the Montel Williams show in April of 1999. Sylvia Brown was probably. I was going to say that. Sylvia Brown must have bought her. Yeah, Quilvia. <laughs> Many traveled to New York. Many traveled to New York City to meet Sylvia Brown. I knew she was there. That was his best friend, wasn't it? Oh, man, I knew she was there. That was his best friend. She used to do good work when she did it, but then she didn't. Like she said, I see him, he's underwater. He was never underwater. (laughs) (laughs) Snap. I want to say you told me my mom was underwater. She was never underwater. Montel, what is this? What are you doing hanging around with frauds? Now you're a fraud. <laughs> I was just out of fit. I don't think all her readings was wrong. No, nah, but sometimes I think she had a little overconfident in her abilities and she used to just blurt out shit randomly. I think that too. Like. So, so okay. On the Montel, Sylvia believed that the doll had belonged to twins who had died of polio. The mother's grief over the loss of her children was implanted in the doll. She explained that it is this energy that many visitors sense. People have different experiences with Mandy. Here are some of the stories that we have been told. A visitor from Calgary tried to videotape Mandy with no success, but was able to tape elsewhere in the museum. A visitor from Saray reported when she returned home, her house had been broken into and the only item stolen was a porcelain doll. Alone at night, developing photographs of Mandy in the basement lab, a local reporter heard footsteps upstairs and then his contact sheet jammed in the machine. This had never happened to him before. Many people swear that Mandy's eyes followed them. Every year people still come to the museum just to see Mandy. If you visit her in person, you can read her scrapbook, watch video clips, and see if you feel anything special. Let's go. No, thank you. I'm not into visiting Charles B. Ray. <laughs> Why would you <laughs> Charles Lee Oh this one is called Ikiku Okiku the doll whose hair grows hmm. See that's some trifling shit In 1918 17 year old Ichiki Suzuki Bought a doll for his sister Okiku She quickly became attached to it Even christening it with her first name but sadly, she died a year later of an intense fever. The family built a memorial altar in her honor, placing Okiku, the doll, at the center of it. Shortly afterwards, the Suzuki's noticed that Okiku's hair was growing. Believing that the spirit of their daughter had attached onto the toy, the family donated her to the Japan's... Nana- <laughs> they got her right the fuck out of there. <laughs> they said, oh no, bye-bye. 
Japan's right. Meiji Temple, where she is still on display. Her hair continues to grow and is currently 10 inches long. Wow, for it to be 10 inches long. And ain't nobody going to say nothing? No. Ain't nobody going to try to figure out why this bitch hair is still growing. They did, this is the shit that pisses That's me off. That's why they got rid of it we from the jump. We be pretending like supernatural occurrences don't happen, but then you got shit like this. This be making me feel like the government know that certain shit is real, mm-hmm. and they just be like, y'all y'all can figure that shit out on y'all. <laughs> That's not really my business. But they know it exists. Right. Because you got that shit on display. Why? Explain to me why a doll baby's hair is growing. What's, I want to know the phenomena behind it. Explain it. it. Give me a scientific reason on why that bitch's hair would be growing, and then I'll back off. <laughs> because if you're not telling me that that's paranormal, then what is it? Either it's scientific or it's paranormal. Which one is it? Because it got to be either or. Explain to me with scientific terms why that doll baby's hair would still be growing, and it's a doll. Why'd the hair start growing in the first place, and it's a doll? Mm-hmm. Now, if you take it and be like, oh, that's because the doll maker did some weird shit to it, like, put, like, I don't know. I feel no, like you, you, can't you can't even that. do, yeah, you can't do that. Like, you can't put a piece of somebody else's scalp on a doll baby and then just start and growing. Just start growing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, how did it happen? Where's it, where it coming from? So, the, I would cut that hair off and sell it. The next one is Harold the Kurt, what? Sell it? Yeah. To who? You know how they oh sell it. Oh my hair? God, what if you do that and, like, Oh my god! Like and I don't even want to think about the creepy like shit that them, could happen. One of them permanent things, like the, the, she just grow hair for people who need hair. That would be cute if that was the case, but I don't see it happening like that. I see it like pulling at night. You wonder why you got bad headaches, and it's just like, oh god, I don't even want to. You start saying to the girl, <coughs> she yeah, where you are, she is and you. She asking for her hair back. Who's got my shit? hair? Yeah, I'm not I with that girl. You mean our hair? <laughs> yes, I'm giving you inches. So, Harold the Cursed Doll. Harold pretty much tops the list. That's from um, that's from that book, uh, Scary Stories to Tell Harold. in the Dark. So, I don't want nothing named Harold ever since I was a child. Yeah, never Harold, liked that I didn't name. like that story either. I've never liked that fucking name just because of that story. I don't want nothing named Harold living around. What if that. I would have named you that? that? No, I can't live like that. What if I would have named you that, I though? I would have said, call me Harry. And now I can't live like that because then people make fun of you. Harry Potter is just too much. <laughs> So, no, I'm good. So, Harold pretty much tops the list of things that make us say, oh, hell no. The doll was listed on eBay in 2003, where the seller alleged that his presence in their home caused the death of their cat and the end of their relationship. Chronic migraines and the seller even heard the disembodied voices of children playing in their basement. Harold was passed around from owner to owner for the next several years. He's been rumored to have caused various deaths and illnesses. His last owner was Anthony Panada, who claims to have exercised the doll and has sworn to never speak of Harold again. We do not blame you, because I would. <clears throat> what would you do? I wonder what he said. You walk up to him. You the man on Harold the doll? Probably. No, Fine. Not. Go crazy. Don't no, do- I say him? Harold. Oh, no. I don't know what you're talking about. And all along as hell. Huh? I say it's you. They said you don't talk about Harold. Harold, Harold, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I you don't do know that? what's wrong with me sometimes. Like I just think of the most hateful like the most hateful things you could do like, to yeah, a person. Yeah, why like, would I you would do just, that to that person? I don't know, but it gave me like a, a weird tickle in my stomach to just imagine the, what his face would look like person, while I just point at him and just yell, Harold, Harold, Harold. Harold. You know, shot your ass. <laughs> even as I'm dying. <laughs> Don't do that. That's some scary shit. And don't worry. 
I'm dying. I'll be back. I discorporate from my body. You thought Harold was <laughs> trouble. Oh no, you ain't begun to see nothing. Wait till I see you tonight. I can't wait to close these fucking eyes. That's the type of death that I would like be into. Like if I ever was like murdered or something, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna let the murderer know. As they're murdering me, yeah, you might as well get it in. Yes. Oh, don't 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 worry on the police finding you. I have no intentions of the police finding you. Mm. It's gonna be me and you till the end of your road, till you take your last fucking breath, and then it's you us. Probably go tell. I, well, tell. I don't give a fuck. No, I, I didn't. I don't he care. If you, turn yourself in. Like, t- like do it. That ease your conscience. I'm still going. Where you go, I go. I'm your buddy. <laughs> so even down at the prison house. You never gonna be comfortable again. Damn. We gonna talk forever and ever and ever and ever. So they just hear the man in the cell. Yeah. Put him in his own cell because he can't have no roommate. Cause I don't want to bother the roommate, but I'm not gonna shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he's in here babbling to himself because you can't see me. So just give him his own room. I think that would be best. And we could just spend our days together. You knowing that you snatched the last life out of me, and I bonded with you. And now mm. we're friends to the end. <laughs> so, the next one is Annabelle. The doll that moves on its own. That ain't all I heard about Annabelle. Like, I don't even know why that doll's still around. I, that's, I just feel like some shit you should just set on fire. So, the story... And Ed and Lorraine was taking too much shit in their house, too. That's that's <laughs> ridiculous. I, if I was married to somebody like that and they was like a collector of that type of shit, I'd tell them, Babe, how long you want us to be married? <laughs> Because I don't see how we can keep making it if you just keep buying all of these weird items and They're putting them buying. in our... I don't give a fuck if... I don't care. If you keep exercise. bringing it into this house and it's making me uncomfortable and this is supposed to be our house. And it feels like it's your house because you keep filling it with stuff that I don't want here. <laughs> yeah, I don't want true. none of that stuff here. Because I couldn't live like that. I guess they could do that because they was together in it. Right, and that's why they yeah. so long. Yeah, not me. We not into we not into that together. You take that shit to a warehouse that you have spent and I don't give a fuck if it, and put it across town. And when you go there, whatever you wore there that night, you leave that shit there. Mm. You keep a change of clothes in the car. I don't want nothing attached to it. Don't even bring that same car back here. Drive two different cars, meet you up your regular car. <laughs> just, I, don't want that. Just, I can't live like that. Just, divorce, divorce, divorce. I, 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 I just, I'm stressed. And you're stressing me out. Oh, shit. Keep bringing all type of stuff. You keep trying to help people that don't have nothing to do with us. That's not our business. Well, I don't give a fuck if the child is being levitated to the ceiling and banged into it nightly. That is between that <laughs> child's parents and God. <laughs> don't have nothing to do with me. Yo, you is not right for that. People always trying to be a hero. Why? I'm not sticking my fucking neck out into no supernatural shit. So, the story of Annabelle involves a young nursing student, Donna, who received the Raggedy Ann as a birthday present from her mother. Donna and her roommate, Angie, soon became convinced that the doll was alive following weeks of increasingly bizarre incidents, including repeatedly coming home to find that the doll had changed positions or moved to a different room, following an incident in which their friend was attacked by an unseen force. The girls reached out to the famed paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, hmm. who brought Annabelle to their occult museum where she still resides today. Most recently, horror master James Wayne has turned Annabelle's story into a series of films. I know that's crazy, but um, at the end of the day, it's I'm the roommate fault. 
Because had she mocked Donna uh, enough, mm-hmm. she would have gotten rid of that doll and sent it back with her mom. The fact that you went along with it and played Kiki all along with her instead of shaming her for being a grown-ass nursing student with a baby doll. <laughs> you brought that into our lives. Well, because was... my roommate come in there, look what my mom sent me. Oh, that's the ugliest fucking doll I've ever seen in my life. Why would you say You really going to keep that? And they would say, yeah, my mom gave it to me. Well, you can take that shit back to your mom's house. It's, it's awful. Take it back. It's dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to see it laying around our house. I was not. You wouldn't say that about so my mom. you keep that shit in your room or wherever. But if I see it out in that hallway or something in anywhere in, the, in our shared space, mm. we so, will no longer have a shared space. Oh, I don't want to live with no fucking Raggedy Ann doll. I don't like clowns. I don't like Raggedy Ann. <laughs> I don't like... No, I can deal with a Raggedy Ann doll. I have both I never of, thought that I shit was cute. I have Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Ann. I never thought that was cute. These country fed-ass dolls, he look fucking weird and she look even weirder. That, the fuck is this? Is it a clown? Is country? it a person? What is it? There's nothing wrong with the country. Is it a cunt? Is it a, is it a cow? Is it a clown? Is it a person? What are they? What is specifically? <laughs> because neither one of them got real features. They just, just look like somebody drew some stick makeup on them, but yet they got this red yarn hair and fucking field slave clothes. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. He's wearing fucking uh, overalls and, and and she's got on some howdy doody fucking dress. It's, it's bad. It's bad all around. Then they don't even feel like real dolls. Like I could, I could understand. Like this is why you don't hear stuff about stuff happening like this too. Like nobody's got a haunted my baby alive doll, a haunted Barbie, because they look like real fucking dolls. <laughs> It's these paper dolls that with, with, with these fucking no, you know dolls, dolls that's made out of like, potato sacks. I don't like the dolls shit. that um, I don't like the doll that uh, that eyes blink. Them porcelain dolls, I don't like them either. I don't like dolls that blink when it's you um. Doll, certain dolls just don't feel right when you pick them up in your hand. Mm-hmm. I want to feel silicone and fake plastic. So what you want? And hair wear? that and hair that catch on fire real easy. I don't want to feel no yarn. No pillowy silk satin that feel like, you know, the same shit a pillow made out of. Mm -hmm. That's what the doll baby's skin be made out of. I don't want that. That feels like that absorbs energy. (laughs) I don't want that. That Too many hands then touch that and it then sucked in the energy from those hands. You can't stay with me. I'm not getting my child any kind of, you want want a toy, you you get some plastic. We we, we like plastic around here. Huh, Legos. (laughs) <laughs> you never hear that type of stuff being haunted. Trucks. And I don't want that in my house either. Things no, that make trucks noise. That, do that, that make noise. That that, and you know it ain't and no fire. batteries in it. No, I'm yeah. done with that. You can't have any Ooh, of that. Why you say that? I, um, just why, why you can't just have books? I books remember, on books on books I, remember books. I was over at my friend's house and I was staying with her and her son had this toy. It was a, um, I can't remember. It was some type of game toy. And she would always be like, the game toy is no I can't remember what it was so she would always be like the toy is haunted and I was like yeah right like I'm playing with this toy all day mind you you told me this story before I know exactly what you're talking about yeah and I'm playing with the toy all day and then it hit nighttime, and she said you still messing around with that toy because I can't remember what the toy was it was fun though and <clears throat> she was like you still messing around with that haunted it, toy it wasn't fun it was pulling you in because you have the gift and you ain't even realized that you, you was just trying to figure out what, what it was about this toy that was pulling you in not me I was and like, I, um, I I see I, the toy member was asleep was you there? I was not there and you I was I was asleep and then I could hear the toy sounds going off like is this somebody playing it mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, what? And I'm thinking, let me turn the toy off. So I turned it off. Uh-huh. No sooner did I get back into my my sleep, I heard the toy again. Now they, you end up running in her room? Yes, I, I remember ended up taking this story. This, I, I knew took, I wasn't tripping. I took the toy, knocked on the door. I said, girl, what's up with this toy? It won't shut off. you told me this when she, I was young. That scared the daylights out of me. She was like, this toy... She was like, I was telling you all day the toy is haunted. I was like, I thought you was playing. She was like, no. She was like, and the craziest part, <clears throat> open it. And she was like, where the batteries go? And I did. And it was no batteries. I slept, slept in her room the rest of the night. <laughs> the and fuck that? I left in the morning. No, no, no. No, no, no. Walter would have been on that phone so goddamn fast <laughs> giving me a ride. See, that's because you live in a time before Uber. Yeah. Here in 2021, you can get on your phone. And be out of her house within, <laughs> your driver is five minutes away. And in five minutes, it'll be you and this haunted toy alone. I, I need to give y'all some privacy. I did not mean to come in here and put my energy in here when there's clearly already two people's energy in here. I was only expecting one. <laughs> Got go. So this is another one. The hands resist him. The painting that comes to life. Ooh, see, see shit this. like this. Look at that painting. Who, who? You can look into certain stuff and tell when it was done intentionally. Like, you ever seen a house and the way it was built feels off to you? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 that's real shit. Like, feng shui. Feng shui. Mm-hmm. That's real. Certain mm-hmm. shit need to be a certain way. Otherwise, the energy flow is just off. If I walk into a house and I see that painting, my eyes is immediately drawn to that little boy. And I'm wondering, who the fuck painted him next to a doll baby? Yeah, because he didn't want to look like the normal boy. She didn't want to look like the doll baby. So in my mind, I'm thinking, this was clearly a boy at one time. He already, from the sadness in his eyes, it looks like his parents wasn't shit. Uh, (laughs) Wow. What is this doll doing next to him? Is that like his sister who died, but then they painted her as a doll baby and they brought her back? Like, the whole painting's off. Take it back. It's dreadful. (laughs) (laughs) Now, hold on. Bill Stonehand's insanely unsettling 1972 painting was listed on eBay in February 2000. The sellers claimed that the doll in the picture would regularly come to life and force the boy out of the painting and that the two would walk freely through their house at night. The listing drew over 30,000 viewers, many of whom reported feeling uneasy or ill at just the sight of it. Stonehand has since painted three sequels to the work. Featuring the same characters which are floating around the internet for your for your viewing. He can kiss my ass. He 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 knows his ghost. And he is purposely doing that and selling it to people. So I, I don't know he is. I don't know what this is. This is Isla de De La Monacas. You need to just give it up. That's what it is. Isla de la Monacas. I would guarantee you. I'm not saying it right. That shit right. I'm probably not. Sorry. If I am offending anyone. Island of the Dolls, the land of trapped souls. Oh, I've seen this island before. You never seen that video? You never seen that island? No. It's a real fucking place. You go on that island, them dolls is just hanging all over the place. So just south of Mexico City rests the straight out of a horror movie. Yes. Isla de la Manacas, the the land's original caretaker, Don Julian, Julian Santana, Barrera allegedly found the body of a drowned girl and one of her dolls floating near the island. He hung the doll on a tree in a sign of respect. But after being haunted by her spirit, began hanging more and more dolls around the island in an effort to appease her restless ghost. After 50 years of obsessively collecting his dolls, 
Pereira died of a drowning in 2001, apparently in the exact same spot as where he found the girl. What? You know what I felt in my spirit, in my clear cognizance? What? That you had something to do with that girl's death. Who, the man? And you was trying to appease her, and that wasn't doing it. The only thing that was going to make it better was you also dying in the same way that <laughs> And that do sound kind of right because you said it like that. Because ain't no normal fucking person. If I seen, now I'm a normal person and you drown. Mm-hmm. Only respect I'm going to give you is maybe send some flowers to your parents. And that's about it. But I'm not about to spend my days and collecting where, how, okay, so hanging he, them in an effort to If he found you. her and he must have reported it or whatever, then why did he was so concerned to do all that? Okay, why is she it, still making she, you feel guilty or making you feel like you got the key? That's because you did something to that. Yeah, right I'm not doing that. I'm not a normal person that. is not spending their time doing that shit. They don't, it's sad and all what happened to you, but I'm not about to spend my little money on these dolls again and again and again and keep hanging them up all over this goddamn island. What I look like? Then I got to live out here and every day I wake up, all I'm seeing is a, a fucking string of doll babies. I'm off. I'm, I'm, I can't live like that. So check this one out. This is La, oh, La Pascaludia. Pascalu- I guarantee you she didn't say <clears> that right <throat> either. I guarantee that I didn't. The mannequin that might be a corpse. This little lady is the storefront attraction at the La Popular Bridal Shop in Chihuahua, Mexico. Where she stood for over 80 years, locals were initially unnerved by her like-life appearance and the striking resemblance she bore to the owner's late daughter. Rumors quickly spread that the mannequin was actually the young woman's embalmed corpse. Today, La Paluska tracks fascinated tourists hoping to catch a glimpse of the her varicose veins, magnetic eyes, and eerily realistic hands, which are covered in fine lines, thin hairs, and fingernails. Yeah, he what? stuffed her. That's look. taxidermy. That look creepy. It don't look creepy, though. I mean, no, just look she like, don't look like she a look like a mannequin. Yeah, she look mannequin. <clears throat> but why but you why got you on got varicose, varicose veins? And why like you that? got that? And why you why your hands got real nails and stuff? And I don't want that wedding dress that she wearing. I don't want no wedding dress. That's a pretty it. dress. I don't give a fuck if it was gorgeous. I don't want to dress out of this place because now I don't know what kind of shit do you into. You in here stuffing real live bitches and making them mannequins? You're the mannequin man. <laughs> That's the type of killer you are. You 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 stuff your victims after you've murdered them. But we've come to a close, guys. Nah, it wasn't done. Huh? Go ahead. I guess we got time for one more yeah, story. Yeah, it's the same story. Oh, I thought that was so, over. No. The girl, no. This has been giving the window shoppers the creeps for decades with her eerily lifelike appearance and possible adventures after dark. Dressed in bridal wear and exhibited in an otherwise unremarkable storefront window. I'm going to just call it La. La is not your average mannequin. Local rumor has it that the clothing dummy is actually the well-preserved corpse of the owner's daughter who died from a black widow spider bite just before her own wedding. I Ain't told you, I don't like shit. that. I thought she was going to die in a different way. You mean to tell me a spider then sat down beside her and scared Miss Muffet away? Come on now. Amazingly, La has lived in the La Popular store window for over 90 years. She made her first appearance on the 25th of March, 1930 reportedly wearing a gown from the spring-summer collection. Immediately, locals were struck by how real La looked. 
they were also curiously concerned about her uncanny resemblance to the owner, Picasso Asperez, and given the recent passing of her daughter, rumors of a grisly origin instantly began to swirl around the mannequin. There is even rumor that La changes her position when no one is looking. Even on close inspection, La's skin's hands and seemingly varicose veins and hair do look very real, not unlike the preserved corpse of Lennon and Mayo, who were publicly embalmed in 1924 and 1976, respectively. However, in contrast to the actual preserved comrades, La is not kept under the watchful eye of an armed guard. In fact, she is on view for all to see, taking a trip down a dark corner of the uncanny valley is what you are looking for. I'm not looking for it. That's crazy. I'm not even going down there at night. Even if you could, like, walk down like it's a regular street and yeah. then you got to walk past that. I'm walking and across she's the street. she's staring at you. No, next thing you know, she's moving and she's you going? backing in for you to come. No, come no. Come back and look at my wares. <laughs> Take a look at this dress. This is from the spring, summer, and I don't I look immaculate in it. Eve's great. Uh-uh. No matter where she goes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why? I'm like, nah, sis. I don't want no dress. Mm-mm. I'm good on that. But well, this has been a good episode. Goodbye. Don't start that. Oh. Uh, this is True Ghost Stories. By real people. I'm Walter. And I'm Tiki. And until next time, guys, we love you. It's been real. <laughs>